We continue our journey through the acts of the Spirit, and now we are shipwrecked on Malta. Last week in the garden, we, uh, Dana shared a children's message. In the, in the children's message, they were in the Adriatic Sea. But here, I have a pointer, and I'm about to have a map. There it is. I'm a little excited about my pointer. Um, it's the Mediterranean Sea. So I, I, um, so last week they were here, and then they were. So Paul was has been in all of these um, uh, arguments and 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 court cases, and he's with Felix and Festus and all of the all of the governors and. And they keep kicking him around. Well, go talk to this person. Go talk to this person. Go talk to. And then he finally appealed to Caesar. And then they decided, well, he probably could have got set, gotten set free if he hadn't appealed to C Caesar. So now Paul has to go all the way up here to Rome. Rome is right up here. So now Paul's on on his way to Rome to appeal to Caesar. So he's gone from here to here. And then they got. This is all Acts 27. They were around here and in around Cyprus and then they stopped here and then and then then they were the the storm was in the garden last week which we kind of had stormy weather happened here and then they shipwrecked on this little dot right here this is Malta so this is where our story takes place they're en route to Rome but there we are all done with a pointer <laughs> All right. So the question is, what ways do you see the Holy Spirit at work in our passage today? We're going to um, the word of the God the word of God is from Acts 28. And it begins at verse 1. We're going to read the first 10 verses. Hear God's word. Once safely on shore, we found out that we were on the island called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from Paul's hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said Paul was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. Publius welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. 
His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after, after prayer, Paul placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever been welcomed in an extravagant way? Unexpectedly, in a warm, hospitable way, far beyond what you'd hoped for or what you prayed for? What did that feel like? What was that like for you? Well, Paul is on route to Rome to stand trial, and the trip is a disaster. There are terrifying storms. The, the sailors fear imminent death. They have even thrown their provisions overboard. They really don't know what's going to happen. They're at the dire end of their, their tether. And then finally, finally, they shipwreck on Malta, a foreign island. No idea what they're going to find there, how they're going to be received. There's... They have no family there. They don't know anybody there. There are no established churches there that they know of. And the text, after this horrific journey of being blown back and forth and the storms raging in the sea and, and they're all just like wet cats, the text tells us they get to Malta and it's cold and raining. That's how it is when they get off the boat. But they're greeted, verse 28 to, the islanders show them unusual kindness and they build a fire and welcome them. I mean, what, what else could, like, that's like the perfect thing. They would, there's nothing better than in this cold, wet state in that day and age but a warm fire. Not because they knew Paul, and his gang of sailors, but because the islanders were kind. And when the viper grips onto Paul, then it becomes clear to the islanders what Paul is. A murderer who has gotten away with murder. Paul somehow has escaped the justice of the sea but he won't escape the justice of the pagan goddess named, literally, Justice. In other words, Paul doesn't deserve their kindness or hospitality because of his horrible crimes of the past. In fact, Paul doesn't even deserve to live 
and a viper has latched onto him to prove it. Well, the islanders are right. Paul is a murderer. Paul doesn't deserve to live, and he certainly doesn't deserve the islanders' hospitality. When our kids were little, we had a dinner table routine, um, and, and our routine was that one kid would pray each night on rotation, and the, followed by the parent, a parent prayer. And one young prayer one night was prayed like this. Dear Jesus, we pray for the robbers. Help them to know we love them. Dear Jesus, we pray for the robbers. Help them to know we love them. Where did this prayer come from? Sweet as it was, the prayer challenged my sensibilities at the time. Could we pray this way? Instead of praying that robbers be brought to justice, that they repent from their sin and stop robbing and come to know Jesus, or praying that justice be done, is this kind of prayer allowed? There's a profound amount of self-sacrificing hospitality in praying, dear Jesus, we pray for the robbers, help them to know we love them, at one's own dinner table. A hospitality born of the Holy Spirit that says, I'm not concerned about where you've been or what you've done. My job is to welcome you in the name of Jesus and love you. Well, in our scripture passage, Paul and his companions are welcomed without question but Paul's number is up. Paul is a murderer who has so far escaped justice. And the deadly viper's venom has now delivered a death sentence. Verse 6. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But in a beautiful gospel turn of events, Paul doesn't drop dead. Instead, Paul becomes accepted among the people as someone anointed. Then the governor welcomes Paul and others to his home. Verse 7, Publius welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. And while there, God heals his father-in-law, or his father, through Paul, and many other islanders as well. The islanders did not know what Paul would have to offer when the ship crash-landed on their island, Malta. But through spirit-inspired hospitality and unusual kindness, 
and welcome and generosity. These are all the words from the text. God brought healing, friendship, and justice to a tiny island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. As the Hospitality Grant Team continues to learn about hospitality, we read an article by Joan Chittister on Benedictine spirituality that talks about guests. Here are just a few phrases from, from the entry. Families that concentrate only on themselves do not build up the entire human family. The Benedictine is actually on the lookout for guests, for their needs and their wisdom. Guests bring the world in, place it at our feet, and dare us to be who and what we say we are. The Maltese Islanders seem to practice Benedictine spirituality, precursors to Benedictine spirituality. I observed remarkable spirituality at the block party we put on together with our neighbors on August 14. It wasn't Creston's block party. It was a Buffalo Avenue summer block party, a joint celebration in our neighborhood community. In fact, it wasn't Creston who welcomed the neighbors. It was the neighbors who welcomed us graciously into their space. Without the neighbors, it would have been another church event. We could have just had it at the at Mary Mary Merryweather, not Merryweather. Mary Moore. Mary Mary Waters. <laughs> at the park. But the neighbors and the church hosted the block party together. Neighbors brought their grills and grilled and served side by side, church and neighbors. Neighbors brought their music and playlists and karaoke machines. Neighbors DJed and emceed. The church and neighborhood danced side by side and sometimes as partners. Neighbors welcomed party attendees to their lawns and porches and splash pads. Kiddos ran in the safely blocked off street together, faces painted playing as children. We ate together, laughed together, shared life together, and now we see each other in the street and we talk more easily. We are taking steps to close the gap between us and them and becoming a we. I wonder if that's the kind of hospitality that God is inviting us into all the time, always, near and far, for ourselves, for our communities, and for the world. 
It's the hospitality that God demonstrates in the Holy Trinity, ever in communion together. It's the hospitality that God demonstrates to us. A sacrificial, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A, we pray for the robbers, help them to know we love them kind of hospitality. I wonder what God is up to in our midst. As the acts of the Spirit continue among us, and as the Spirit leads us together as a community and as a church on this journey of hospitality, and as God continues to show us through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit hospitality in our very souls welcoming us day in and day out day in and day out to the kingdom come here and now let's pray Loving God of grace, you are an hospitable God, and as you grow our muscles of hospitality, you shape us into your likeness. And sometimes we confess it rubs us the wrong way, and we don't always like and to be molded and changed and stretched in ways that are not quite comfortable. But God, you get us, and we thank you for that grace and mercy and patience. And we pray that you help us. Help us to become a hospitable church, a hospitable community, a hospitable people. Help us to model the fellowship that you yourself embody. We need you. We need you. And we are grateful that you pursue us through your hospitable presence. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.